Okay. So, I just woke up from a vision, and this vision, this vision was interesting. It's very interesting. I guess while I was in the attic, and um, it was just different conversations being had. People were saying different things, and you know these conversations have to be very vulgar. And very sinful, very, very wicked. Like, these conversations are just, like, they have to mostly be about, like, yeah, I do that. Yep, I'm, you know, yep, I'm I'm that kind of person, and I do this kind of stuff. And it's like they're talking about sin, and it's like, you know, and I don't ever plan on changing. And, you know, before I ever change, I make the whole world change, or I kill everybody off that ever wanted to see a change in it. And I would never feel no remorse. I would never feel bad. No, this is who I am. This is what I want. And I don't care. It's not even saying I don't care. It's just like, yeah, that's so that's what it is. You know, it's not even like, it's no, it's not even a conversation about being wrong. Nowhere inside they feel wrong for what they're doing. And, you know, usually I block out these kind of conversations. You know, I can't even, I don't even, I don't even, I'm not even around for them. Usually I don't even speak on them. A lot of times people are very well aware that I don't even want you talking around me like that. But, you know, lately things have been different, you know. It's like the Lord is taking me down this specific path. And he wants to see, he wants to see, you know, I guess this is for this is part of the lessons or something, you know, just whatever it is that I have to learn in the process of what's going on here or something that I'll need in the future. It's going to help me trans be transformed into who I will one day be. It's a lesson here that's that's vital in this situation. Something here is, you know, something here I'll need. So. I'm just sticking it out and I'm being patient and I'm trusting the Lord to guide me through it no matter what I deal with or what I face because I know in my heart so many things. I have, you know, every day a million different thoughts running through my mind of all the things that I've had to learn and go through and how many times I've had to bump my head on something, how many times I've had to, you know, see different things happen a certain way. So I know. But, you know, on the other hand, on the other hand, you know, man, when you, when you feel like you've got a clear word from God on, you know, the core things you should be doing, even if he leads you in different directions and he shows you things that he wants you to do, he wants you to get done, he wants you to, you know, be around, he wants you to touch base on, he wants you involved in the core things that it is that it feels like the Lord has you working on. When it feels like those things are affected by the surrounding things, it feels like that is rule number one. You should never let the surrounding things or the outside things 
or the side missions. I don't even want to call it that as if they're less important. But never let those things affect the main or core goals. But this time is different because I always say all situations exist. All situations exist. And there's many people around me that, that come around me and they say, no, not this. No, that never changed. No, you have to set boundaries somewhere. No, you can't let certain things happen. No, this can't go this way. No, this can't go that way. I saw this going in so many different directions. I saw that there was a block up. I saw that there was difficulty in certain areas. I saw that, you know, like time and time again, all of the hard work and torture and suffering was going to fall on my head again. And yes, it is wicked for you to be selfish enough to say that I'm not being tortured for you anymore. I'm not about to suffer for you anymore. I'm not about to be abused for you anymore. And so that means that whatever has to fall, whatever has to be ruined, whatever has to tumble down the process is going to tumble. And if you don't catch it and I don't catch it, then whatever happens, happens. That's just what it is. I'll do the best that I can. And the best that I can right now is very, very, very minimal. And then you have people who are very used to you a certain way, very used to you obliging, very used to you crumbling under the pressure of their controlling and manipulative ways. And so you have, you know, you. I'm just tired of fighting them. I'm tired of fighting them. And it's it's gotten to this point where it's like, I'm supposed to be this perfect demon hunter. I'm supposed to have the entire world on lock. I'm supposed to have millions of people, you know, I'm supposed to be leading and guiding them. And I'm supposed to be the Lord's vessel, the Lord's voice. And, you know, the prophecy states that there's part of part at a point in time where I'm going to actually become bad. I'm going to become wicked. And I tried to avoid this. And the Lord said, I feel like the Lord said to me, I tried to keep this from happening. That's why I'm trying to get you to do it now. And I heard the Lord say, you're going to break my heart and all this other stuff. And it's like, how can you tell somebody all this type of stuff is going to happen and then expect for them to succeed after they've heard that? I don't understand why I will ever hear anything negative about my journey and they still expect for me to succeed. But despite me hearing all the negative things that I've heard, all the discouragement that I've faced and all of the different things I've had to go through, having to do things a million times over, even though I got it the first time and it wasn't ever even meant a battle for me to be fighting. It's just a waste of my time. Everything that I took, everything that I went through, everything that I'm still consistently going through, when it comes down to it, you know... I think that's the worst. The worst is hearing that you won't succeed at something or you won't be, you know, you won't be able to do something or you won't, you know, you won't have something, you won't get something. And I don't, I'm not going to say I listen to everything that I've heard because they said, you know, I would die the first year. I'm still here. They said I would never make it this far. I did. They said I wouldn't be able to save my sister. I did. They said that my sister would die that day. She didn't. They said that, you know, I didn't have any power I did. They said that, you know, God was not real. He is. They said that all these different lies, they've always been lying. They said that they weren't possessed. It's not demonic. It's not that serious. It's, you know, it's just a game. We're all just playing, you know, and then they try to murder me. They said a lot of stuff. I don't have to listen to everything that they say. Matter of fact, I don't listen to nothing that they say. 
Most of the time, I can't even keep information that's given to me. I have to work hard to get the information myself. And still then, it's still on the line because it's like I don't even know if the information I've gotten was true. If it's from God, then yeah. But, you know, I need to be able to discern the, vo- the, the difference between God's voice and, you know, f- these false prophets and these, you know, the Antichrist who can perform signs and miracles like the Son of God in the last days. I have to be able to discern it to know for sure if I even got that from God. So, you know, things have been difficult and I'm tired and I don't know what this means. Because, you know, I've heard time and time again, you're going to go to hell. You're going to go to hell. You keep ordering food. You know, you keep ordering out and it's like, I get it. Ordering out is a luxury that you don't have to afford. You don't have to be eating out every day. You don't have to get, you know, outside food. But at the same time, when you are being tortured every day and mocked and laughed at and belittled and berated about people spitting your food when you put it in a refrigerator. As soon as it goes into the refrigerator, it's not good to eat because they spit in it. And every time you go and get food out the refrigerator, now you have to think about spitting your food. You have to think about what they did to your food. Every time they're in the kitchen, they're sitting here mocking and laughing about what they're doing to your food and what they're doing to your body and how they're poisoning you. And, you know, it's the same thing we eat out. Almost, you know, it's almost no different. But it's like, you know, it's really no excuse for doing something that the Lord told you not to do. All I would say is that it's very difficult to be everything he called me to be while still facing the adversities that I face. Like, I still have to fight all these different people all day. I still have to go through these different things. And I know a lot of people almost don't care, but I am tired. I'm tired. I'm human. Like, I'm fighting. I've been fighting. I'm a fighter. None of that even counts. It doesn't even matter. It really does not even matter. I don't think that it does. A lot of people are saying, yes, it matters because you're still alive. We could just kill you. And it's like... But you're not dying. And you're out here killing people. So it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't think that it does. It's not fair. You know. It's just not fair. It it doesn't. It doesn't feel good. That you know. After all the suffering. And everything I've gone through. Every single time. I have to prove myself every single time like even if it's for the littlest smallest little thing oh i need to breathe prove yourself i don't have time for that i'm tired i'm tired i'm tired i'm tired what's going to happen if i'm not here what are you going to do what are you going to do if i if i'm not here if i don't do anything are you going to force me to do it again okay and then when i can't do it anymore what happens what happens because we need to know about that part It's way too many people abusing, manipulating, and belittling me and squeezing me for every last thing that I got. And they need me. They don't want me to know that they need me. And what are you going to do if you don't have me? You can't, you you know, bully me anymore. How are you going to get it done? Maybe we need to see that side of things. I, I, I hated to do this and I hated to have this attitude because the whole time I said, we've already seen that. When I got here, how horrible it was without me. The Lord sent me to help these people, and I've done so much work for them, and I don't really want to ever stop fighting for them, and I never want to see things get as bad as they were, so why would I ever challenge it and say, what are they going to do without me, even though I know it would get horrible without me, it would be bad without me. 
So I never challenged that and I suffer and I'm abused and I'm played over even about the littlest, stupidest little things that I don't have to even be played over about because they actually need me to help them with this stuff. These have never been this way before. You know, I won't say they've never been this way before, but, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a brag. This is all God. But it's just that, you know, he sent me here in place to help them. So every single time they they run off and they say, oh, it's OK, she'll come behind us. She'll fix it. She'll 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 get it done. Um, no matter what you do to her, she'll have to get up and do it anyways because she has to do it. It doesn't matter. So I'll just do whatever I want and I'll never lift a finger to ever have to fix any of it. And we'll take advantage of her. And we don't care if she goes and we don't care if she leaves and we don't care if things ever work out because she cares. We don't care. We don't have to care. She cares so we don't have to. What are you going to do? What are you going to do when I really don't have it to give anymore? And I don't know what to do anymore because I've tried so hard and I'm fighting so hard. And, like, I'm always seen as a joke. It's always so funny. I'm always being mocked and everybody's always laughing at me and taking advantage of me and, you know, just misusing me. They never allow me to stay at a level that I've I've earned ten times over. I'm always kicked down. I'm getting everybody to their levels. They get to stay at their levels, but I'm kicked out of my spot. And I'm I'm always locked out every at the first sign of trouble, at the first mistake that I make, I try and do the work over again. They're always being overly abusive, overly, you know, in my way. They're creating extra problems that that, that just never have to be there. What do I do? I'm tired now. And it's because of them. And it's bound to happen. It's bound to happen. That's what happens when you abuse somebody who does everything in their power to, you know, help you and to see things happen differently for you because they just try their best to understand why you behave the way that you do. You know, eventually what happens is you lose them forever. And honestly, I don't feel like they've lost me forever. No, I don't. Not yet. I really don't feel that they lost me forever. I'm going to be honest. A lot of people are like, don't say that. Don't say that you don't feel like they lost you forever. I don't want to have to lie to you. I don't want to have to manipulate you. I don't want to have to become you in order to avoid you. It's what it is. You haven't lost me yet 100%. No. But I'm pretty sure we're almost there. And if that does not matter to you enough to invoke a change in you, then you're going to forever. And that's just what it is. That's the truth. That's what that's what it come down to. So since it's a big game and it's a big joke and these things do not matter. Then I guess they just do not matter. What can I do? I'm tired. I'm sorry. You know. It feels so unfair. It feels so unfair what I'm going through. And it is actually. It's unfair. So for months, excuse me, for months I have been asking. For months, I have been asking. I have been asking, what is what is it like? 
what must it be like in order to be able to just walk away from something and just not be worried about it 24-7 and not care what's happening and not fear, you know, the consequences of not being there to catch, you know, things when they go bad or, you know, knowing who you're dealing with, knowing that they will let things go that bad or even not worse again. They never learn their lesson. They do not care. They are so reckless, you know, and they, they're proud of it. And, you know, every single time you threaten them and you tell them how bad things will get when you're not there, they're always like, and so what? So go then. Because you're the only one who cares about things being better here anyways. I wish it would go back to how it was before you got here. I wish it was that bad again. That's how they are. And it's like you have to consider the people who don't really feel that way or who are too afraid to stand up to them. So you have to stay. And you have to make that your responsibility. And, you know, a lot of people that I've, you know, spoken to who, who these, this is their lifestyle. This is their career. This is what they've chosen. This is how they live. Every time I speak to them about how I feel, they're like, okay, so you step up and you be that person and you don't complain. And you get used to it. And that's just what it is. You know, bad guys are going to be bad guys. You can't expect them to be something else. But at the end of the day, it's like, but when you don't have it to give, what do you do? I can't keep pushing myself past what I don't have. Because when it comes down to it, I'm just not doing a better job. I'm not doing a good job when I'm, you know, too weak to get up. When I'm too tired to fight. When I'm already overwhelmed with work. I'm not doing a good job. I'm better off not doing it at all. The job that I'm doing is weak. People are still being hurt. And it oftentimes it's just slipping right through my fingers. So what is the point of giving that work? What is the point of giving any work when it looks like you're not doing anything at all anyways? Because you're too overwhelmed and tired from what you have to go through. And a lot of people are going to say, that's not true. You know, it's still good work. You're still doing good. You just want everything to be perfect. Okay, I want everything to be perfect. And, you know, lo and behold, look, it's actually required to be perfect in order for, you know, things to even be well at all. So it's like people are going to say, no, that's not true. No, you know, it's not required to be perfect and all this other stuff. But, man... I don't know because I haven't been perfect and I've been fighting, but, you know, I've been getting so much slack and I've just been suffering so much and I've just been not able to get ahead at all because it's not perfect. So I don't know. I genuinely feel like when you're a woman and I hate to bring up the woman man issue because it's like it's a slight to women. We don't need to think about whether we're a woman or a man or not when we're doing our work all the time. I don't. But it starts to feel like when you're a woman, it has to be perfect. When you're a man, it's whatever you have to give, you know. And maybe that's because of, you know, our standard in society that men have to provide. And so it's become like a custom for people to, you know, show slack to men you know, because they have to provide and it's so tough for them. And, you know, they have this family to take care of and maybe they're tired and they never get the chance to give up. So it's whatever they give. But when a woman comes, she has the option. She can go home and a man can provide for her. So we're just going to make sure she has to give everything that she got for this because she don't have to be here. The man has to be here. And it's like, that's absolutely so untrue. That's so untrue because you don't know what you will be sending her away to because she can't give her best. You don't know what she what you will be turning down. You don't know what she will have to suffer 
because she can't give her best. And it's like, I know that she could find a man who will provide for her. I know that she can let a man lead. But what if she can never find a good man to lead? Or what if she can't find a man at all? She has to do it herself. She has to do it herself. Maybe that's not true. Maybe that's not the case. But it wouldn't even matter. You're not asking the man what he has, what was going on with him. You know, maybe he could be doing better. It's not even hard for him to do better. He's not tired. He could try more. He just He's doing it just because he can or just because he feels like doing it. Maybe he's giving the bare minimum because he knows you'll accept it because he's a man. He could have done better. He could have done more. He's allowing you to take on a burden of that just because he felt like it today. And you wouldn't have even asked any questions. As opposed to that woman, it's like, don't you have a choice to be at home providing for your family and being provided for? You don't have to be here. You want to ask her a million questions. I don't have time for it. It's discrimination. But you know, it's not a big deal to me because at the end of the day, all discrimination is oftentimes seen as the same in the Lord's eyes. All sin is equal. All discrimination is equal. Whether you're black or white, rich or poor, tall or short, uh, skinny or fat, man or woman, whatever it is that you're going through, you know, it's discrimination. And we're not supposed to judge as people. Sin, The sin is the judgment. So... I I try not to complain, but as I said, I just dream at this point. I dream of being able to, to like walk away from a situation and not care about how how out of hand these things are, are getting. I saw myself in the spirit. I love my job. I'm a demon hunter. I love my job. I love to hunt down these demons. I never get tired. And when the Lord asked me why I never take breaks, I said, because you don't. Ever since you were crucified on that cross, you have never taken a break. You have the whole heaven. You have everything. You sit on high. You can take as many breaks as you need to, but you can never take a break knowing that there's people out here still suffering, so I don't. And I don't know what's what's different in the spirit than in my flesh because my flesh is so tired and so over this. My flesh wants to turn back, never look back, never look forward again, never try, give up on everybody and not care. My flesh almost just wants to be able to, you know, have an attitude of not caring how bad things get, not caring how sinful the world is and being free of it all. My flesh wants to lay in bed and never get up again. So how is my spirit so opposite? But all I know is, you know, as I've said, you know, people, a lot of times they don't see the seriousness. And when they let people run wild and let people get out of hand with their, you know, with their wickedness and, you know, abusive ways, extremely abusive ways. And I, and I try to be strong because I say, you know, the same way that I feel abused by the sin and their attitudes and their attitudes towards sin is the same way that Jesus feels abused by me when I'm not being perfect, when I'm, being, when I'm not being everything that I should be for him, when I'm not being everything that I could be for the Lord. The Lord feels abused by me. I'm abusing God. I He he just wants me to turn away from sin. He just hates sin. He just loves me. He's trying to prevent me from hurting myself. And every single time I run to sin, Every single time I turn away from everything I've learned, every single time I throw away all my hard work and every no all God's hard work inside of me, 
all because, you know, one mistake made or one thing didn't go my way. I'm abusing the Lord. I'm abusing him. And I realize the similarities in all of it. And I try to be strong about that. And every single time I try to use that as motivation to not do things a certain way. But I'm human. I'm not Jesus. I'm not perfect. I'm not the son of God. He's the son of God. He was strong enough to be walked up to that cross and die with nails and cross nails in his hand and his feet, which is why he is worthy to be praised. I can't be God. I can be Christ-like. I'm doing the best that I can. I'm tired. And I don't know. I don't know how, you know, the Lord says, you know, you will end up here. You will be here. You will be this person. But he says, don't worry about the how. So every single day, don't worry about the how. I feel like I'm violating anyways. Because I'm like, how am I going to get there if I don't get up and I don't work? How am I going to get there if I don't fight towards it every day? How am I going to get there if I don't work towards my attitude? I don't. How am I going to get there if I don't turn away from sin? How am I going to get there if I don't you know, keep my mind and heart focused on God and the Lord's presence? How am I going to get there? And usually I have a lot of help. Because all these people around me are like that are like, you don't get to be both. You don't get to have both. You don't get to dwell in the Lord's presence and keep your faith and, you know, deal with sin. You don't get to have your feet in one, run both of these different things. So now we're going to, you know, we're going to bully you into staying in the Lord's presence because you don't have a choice. They're not doing that right now, you know. I guess I would just have to let them know what's going on right now so that they would start bullying me into the Lord's presence, but I don't even want them to. I'm tired. I'm tired, and I guess this is how I become wicked because I get tired, I get fed up with everything I'm dealing with. I never assumed I understood anybody who is tired and fed up and spiteful towards God. I never assumed I understood, you know, or I never tried to judge them. You know, not to not to the best of my understanding. I mean, I did my best to try and not to judge them. I know that I'm still judgmental. It's difficult not to be, you know. But, you know, I'm, I'm still tired. I'm still tired. Like, I'm tired. So, this is what I'll do. I'll... See what happens. I don't actually really get the luxury of being like, oh, what are you going to do without me? I really don't even get the luxury of doing that because what if God did that to me? You know, I really would be without, I really, I really wouldn't have, you know, a chance in this, in this life. You know, he saved my life. They tried to kill me. You know, all I have was God. I can't turn my back on him. But, you know, I don't know. I don't know how I'm called to be this super responsible person. I really don't. I really don't know how I'm called to be this super responsible person. Like, then fight everybody that doesn't want me to have it too. And it's already hard enough deciding if I even want to be that. It's something else. But you know, God works in mysterious ways and we'll see what happens. Um, That being said, though, you know, as I said, you know, at this point, I guess only I'm suffering. I know that's absolutely untrue. The devil is a liar. Everybody inside the situation is suffering big time. I know that for a fact. But at this point, 
I feel like I'm the only one suffering at the thought of how bad things could possibly get because we are not still doing the work. Or we think it's okay to slack off. And apparently, I make a mistake or I slack off and it's okay for everybody to go run wild and do everything, anything they want to do. If I did that, you know, I would be held to such a standard. It's so it's so absolutely unfair no matter how much I do, no matter how hard I work. Even when other people have ran free and did whatever they wanted to do and I sat back and I suffered at the hands of that. And I took on everything that came with it and nobody ever gave me any credit. I never was acknowledged. Nobody ever cared. This person just got away with it and nobody ever said anything to them. And if I spoke up, I was tortured and hurt more. Even when this happened millions of times and time and time again. I still don't have the luxury of doing that. I'm looked at sideways if I try to. And then I'm, you know, conspired against if I even want to take a second to relax. So I don't know what to do. I really don't know what to do. I'm tired. You know, everybody gets to break all the moral codes and all the rules but then if I try to break a moral code or a rule, you know, it's it's totally different for me. I don't know why I'm held to such a standard. I mean, I know why. And I'm supposed to be like, oh, I know why I'm held to such a standard. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to suffer. And nothing's going to ever make sense. And I'm just going to be strong enough. That's so unrealistic. That is so unrealistic. I've tried to do that. And I, honestly, I think I just make things worse. I think I'm just making things worse when I operate like that. So, I don't know. I mean, I had to face the thought that this is exactly what Satan wants. He wants me to give up. He wants me to quit. He wants me to not be able not to have succeeded at, you know, breaking these generational curses off of my family and being freed of these generational demons. He wants me to fail at this. and He would have succeeded if I did. But, you know... At the same time, it's like, if he actually does succeed, is that not what was meant to happen? How can I fight what was inevitable? I'm tired. I can't be a robot. I'm not a robot. I mean, if we need perfection like that, maybe we should have robots. This don't even make sense to me. I'm choosing God. You know, it's the people, then it's the people out here who are just so full of the sin. They love it. They just, they living in it. They're partying. They, I'm never going to God. I hate God and his rules. I'll never do anything right. It sucks. And, you know, God is like, no, now you're going to be saved. I'm going to pull you right out. You're going to be delivered. And now you have to dwell with the angels. And they get that. They get my destiny. They get what I work, what I work so hard and fight so hard for every single day. But then it's me who's fighting so hard to be in the Lord's presence. I'm not perfect. I understand there's so many different things wrong with me. I'm sure people have a million different things, a whole list of things they can say that's wrong about me and why I deserve whatever. It doesn't matter. Every single day I'm fighting very hard to be closer to God. And everybody's like, well, you get hell. You get the deepest, hardest, most torturous part of hell. I am tired. I'm tired. Give me what I'm fighting for. Give them what they want. They want the deepest part of hell. Let them have it. Give me the angels. What? Like, come on now. Like, this is, it's, 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 I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying not to complain. I'm trying not to, you know, I'm trying to 
to practice the patience I've learned in this situation because this is how people are. This is what they're going to do. And they're going to think that it's okay. And nobody's ever going to check them. If the Lord sent me to do it and I'm not doing it, then it's not being done. I don't know. But I do know that I'm tired. I do know I can't give what I cannot give. And I do know, you know, as much as they try to torture me and bully me and pull whatever out of me, when I just don't have it anymore, I'm just done. I'm wiped clean. Like I said, that's that's all. Like, that was it. You you got everything. You did everything. I'm here. You pushed me to this point. You pushed me far enough. Then what? You can't pull what's not there. You can't torture what's not there. No, I really appreciate some help from God, but... Right now, I'm being ignored until... He feel like speaking to me. I guess because I'm not doing my work until I feel like doing it. But um, I'm never going to feel like doing it. And I know I still have to do it. And I, I feel like that don't count for anything. But, you know, I'm young. I have to learn. Um, it's not that I want to run right out to a club, but it doesn't even make a difference when all sins equal. I can't judge running out to a club like it's not just as bad as running to go smoke a cigarette. It's the same thing. It's just as bad. So I'm not better than anybody, but at the same time, I'm tired. I'm just tired. So I'm also tired of saying I'm tired because I know that that's Satan. He, he's bragging. He's bragging on how he makes me feel, how he has me feeling right now. Look. You know, God's most loyal and favorite servant, excuse me, God's most loyal and faithful servant, which I'm probably not, but he's probably saying things like this. God's most loyal and faithful servant, tired, worn out, beat up, and doesn't even want to fight anymore. Ready to give up everything. You know, disappointing God, failing him, and even almost feeling as if she's going to curse his name. He's bragging. He feels good about it. He's living. He's living. He's, oh, it's a good day for Satan. But you know, what can I do? What can I do? I just hope that the Lord can administer to me because I'm not supposed to be strong enough to take him on on my own. I mean, maybe if I was like a really old, really old ancient lying serpent then maybe i would be able to take satan on i can't do it that's what he is he's an old liar he's really really wicked really crafty you know really determined so you know i just have to depend on the lord to fight my battles and i mean maybe that that requires letting go at some point and i just don't know how to do it so We'll see what the Lord does in this process. And when nobody feels bad for me, when nobody feels bad for me, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I guess I got to save that. I got to save my extra, you know, I got to save my sympathy and the empathy that I'm always giving away way past what I have to give. I got to save it for myself because nobody even feels bad for me. Nobody ever feels bad for me. So I need to save that for me and feel bad for me because the worst thing in the world that can happen is nobody feels bad for me and I don't even feel bad for myself. 
Like, somebody got to feel bad for me. Somebody got to love me. Somebody got to care for me when nobody in this world does. And people look at me like I'm crazy for saving that for myself. Of course, that's what you would want to happen. You would want for me to stop loving me. I know God loves me, but at the same time, when I don't even have enough, you know, left to even tell myself that or remind myself that God loves me, then what what can I do? I need that for me. Like, sometimes it gets that bad and you just have to tell people to kick rocks because they're ridiculous. So... I don't know. I mean, I'm still not ready to give up on them, as I said. But as I said, you know, it keeps going down this path. It's going to happen. You know, I'm the type of person. I don't just play like that. If I'm going to give up on you, I'm going to give up on you. I'm done. And I try not to ever give up on people. I don't know if I've ever really given up on anybody. So I know that when I finally do give up on somebody, that's just it. But why do people push you to that point as if you never would? People think because they've never seen you do something that you never could do it. And that's just so sad because it's like by the time you've done it, it's not, oh, you know, I showed you, didn't I? No, it's like it's done. That's it. You know, there's no going back to how things were. There's no, you know, we don't get a do-over this time. That's it. So, I don't know. 